cold open, everyone. Uh, I hope that was a good one for you. I hope everyone was satisfied with that cold open. That's the best one yet, man. I panicked. Knocking them out of the park. We were just recording and I panicked and I just said cold open. Oh! Good morning, everybody. Oh, I thought you planned that. Um, I said good morning. I also, people are gonna complain that I said good morning, um, because they're listening in the afternoon or whatever. I say good morning in introductory to, like, every single person who I interact with. I just say good morning to everyone all the time, and people have things to say about it when I say it to them at, like, 7 p.m. Um, but the delightful thing about this, like, I'm, I'm saying good morning at 9.30, but because of time zones, um, it actually is the morning for Devin, because he, for some stupid, dumb fucking reason... Um, is awake at past midnight when he is deciding to start recording this. Hell yeah, um, baby. Which I Let's love go. for him. All-nighters. I can still pull them. Youth culture forever. You used to never sleep, so um, this isn't surprising to me in the least. So now that you've survived that, Amber, would you like to tell the good folks what this is and what we do? Hey, that's a good idea. Um, so this is a, a podcast, actually, that you're listening to. Um, which is a form of audio communication, uh, audio, uh, an audio broadcasting format, um, in which specifically Devin and I, um, uh, take one property franchise and we, uh, make an original character in that IP. Um, any, anything other than that isn't a podcast. This is the only thing that counts as a podcast in the world. Um, uh, my name is Amber Autumn, she, her... And I am Prince Devin, he, him. And this is Original Podcast Do Not Steal. And today, we are going to be talking about uh, Toon Zelda, um, which is going to be a real fun episode because neither of us have shit to say about it. Um, I picked Toon Zelda because I had been thinking about uh, Spirit Tracks a lot that particular day, and I thought it would be cute to do a Toon Zelda character. Um, And that's uh, about it. I have so little to say like it's one of the times of oh what's there left to say but honestly honestly (laughs) what's like fucking you want new zelda takes i don't even have my own zelda takes it's not a franchise i have a particularly affinity for it's not that i think it's bad it's just not ever in my top 10 i mean you have a whole video about ice climbers I do! I do have a whole video about Ice Climbers, because I love Ice Climbers, but like... It's a really good video, you should watch that video, everybody. Devin's Ice Climbers video, it's on his YouTube channel. It's mwah, mwah, chef kiss hand. You think Devin is funny in in audio, you should should hear him edited, and with video components. (laughs) With like, comedy beats, and things With like, comedy beats! Not like the podcast, which doesn't feature any comedy beats. Well, it features us trying to do comedy beats. (laughs) So, uh, uh, so, The Legend of Zelda is a long-running, uh, video game franchise by, uh, Did you Nintendo. know that the original design inspiration for the first Legend of Zelda came because the director of the game wanted to recreate the feeling he had of exploring the woods as a child? So, the thing is that I didn't know that, but I can oh, tell from the way you're saying it. it's a really fucking basic piece of information and that I should be embarrassed for not already knowing it. <laughs> That's like the thing everyone brings up ad nauseum when they make a Zelda video. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Would you believe it? I don't actually know that much about Zelda. I just like Spirit Tracks a lot. Um, so Zelda's a long-running fantasy franchise in which you're a little guy, just a little man, a little dude, a little funky fella, um, probably dressed in green, um, running around in a fantasy world collecting gems and slaying monsters. Pretty basic um, <coughs> elven shit, right? Um, Gazoon height. And some installments in the franchise, um, like, like it starts in like the, the 16-bit era, right? And then, uh, uh, and then as it grows over time, you have the franchise sort of evolve in these two different directions. Um, and, and one direction is this like much more, uh, uh, realistic sort of, uh, 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 uh I don't want to say gritty, but, but kind of gritty, uh, Listen, uh, listen, axis. listen, there are like three links, okay? There's a link who just woke up and does not know what the fuck is happening. There is a link who is too tired for this bullshit. And then there is a tune link who is an innocent baby boy. So like right. the, link, the links who don't know what the fuck is happening is like... Skyward Sword. The links who are too tired for this bullshit is like Twilight Princess, and your Toon Link is your your Wind Wakers, your whatever the one you're a big fan of. That one that just came out for the Switch that was a remake of that uh, Dreamscape one that everyone seems to be enjoying. Um, yeah, so... So I also don't have, like, that strong of a, like, set of experience with the franchise, of uh, like I like I played a little bit of the original, but I kind of didn't like it, and I didn't take to it, um, uh, because I don't like old video games because I'm a boring, um, uh, I'm a, I'm I'm too young, I'm baby, um, and I of course played a shit ton of Breath of the Wild because everyone played a shit ton of Breath of the Wild, um, and I uh, also played a fair amount of Spirit Tracks. Um, so, uh, Spirit Tracks, so it's, it's a pair of, there, there's, there's a pair of DS games that came out for Legend of Zelda, um, and one of them, um, uh, is, is, uh, Phantom Hourglass, um, and the other one is Spirit Tracks, and they're kind of sister games. They both, they both lean into the tune aesthetic, and they both make really strong use of the Nintendo DS as a platform. Um, so they both really lean into like the the uh, the touchscreen, the dual screen dynamic. Um, they use the microphone. They use the whole platform. It's delightful. It's a great time. Um, and I played a lot of Spirit Tracks. And the there's there's like this there's like this recurring roster of like of like Zelda characters and villains, right? And I think one of the interesting things for me about uh about like the the tune zelda i'm coming i'm doing it i'm coming up with things to say one of the interesting things to me about this particular part of the franchise is how much it really strays actually from like a lot of what the franchise has been up to that point there isn't a ganondorf right there's ganondorf in the in the original parts of the franchise but he's more or less absent from 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 the ds games and instead they have like this big demon guy who's coming up who's about to ruin the world or what the fuck ever. So I, I think that it's it's delightful the way that, that the DS games go out on their own little bits of lore um, instead of rehab instead of like trying to fit in the like the like pre-approved set of, of Zelda characters. I mean they still have Zelda herself, right? And they still have Link. Um, but I think pretty much every other character is original to that property so i don't know 
Um, I think that's neat. I think that there are a few ways that we could go with a character. I think that having um, some delightful little villain characters, some like monsters could be fun. I think having some cute little townspeople to run around to be townspeople could be fun. Um, uh, the possibilities truly are endless. Um, and, and, and Legend of Zelda. The tune Legend of Zelda. Uh, well, Amber, now that we have scared off everyone who would have clicked on a Legend of Zelda episode with our uh, complete lack of encyclopedic knowledge for any of these fucking games. That's right. <laughs> what do you think of Spider-Man? <laughs> Devin just wants to talk about No Way Home because from our perspective, No Way Home just came out. Um, although, I guess that doesn't mean that by the time the episode airs, it'll be uh, safe to spoil No Way Home, so we can talk about No Way Home with spoilers. Oh, well, so they got rid of the mask because they understood that his face is infinitely goddamn creepier. Oh, you fucking demon, I love you. I love you, Willem Dafoe. He's so good. Oh, he's man, so he's good. so good. I, so much of that movie was like a, a tacit admission that the MCU Spider-Man is kind of the most Spider-Man. But even then, even in the movie where it's like, yeah, I've been to space. I'm an Avenger. I have more than three movies, possibly, maybe. They're still like, yeah, Willem Dafoe's the best Spider-Man. <laughs> look at him. Look at how fucking evil he is. Because look at him. Because do you see him? That's right. <laughs> do you see this goblin we found and who happens to be a good actor? He was just hanging out here. We just found this guy. <laughs> Sam Raimi just found him one day in the woods and was like, do you want to be in my movie? What a banger weekend that Willem Dafoe had with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and Nightmare Alley coming out at the same time. What an absolutely insane thing to have happen in one weekend for a person. Um, um, what a what a good time to be Willem Dafoe and his what a great penis that That's is right. so large it confuses people. I'm not rising to that bait. Um, do we? Do we want to do we, No, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? Oh, you don't know that? Did, is that earnest? Like you didn't know? No, David. I don't know about Willem Dafoe's penis. <laughs> okay. Did you ever see the movie Antichrist? No, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Antichrist. Admittedly. So they they hammer nails into Willem Dafoe's penis, and then he ejaculates blood because we're doing high art. And one of the <laughs> that's what high art is. <laughs> we're doing high art. The movie starts with dead babies. It's high art. But one of the press like interviews, they were talking about Willem Dafoe's penis double because. They couldn't act around Willem Dafoe's actual penis because, and I quote, it was too large. It was confusing us. I, like, people have, like, clicked on this episode excited to hear us talk about Toon Legend of Zelda. And now they're hearing us talk about Willem Dafoe's bloody ejaculate penis. His eldritch penis. It confuses the mind. Shoggoth penis. It it, it should not exist within this realm. We cast Willem Dafoe in a Hurkin Xena, and I'm bringing this up in the Toon Link. So, uh. Oh, weren't Andrew Garfield and fucking Tom McGuire? Weren't they fucking bringing it? 
Were they bringing their A game back to Spider Man? Wasn't it so good? Uh, it. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, it was like a, it was. I would. I would say it was a good time. Um, I was. I was charmed. I felt charmed by it. Um, oh, what a good! I don't time. know. Like, I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings about No Way Home. I think that in 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 it has these moments when it's like a film, like it's properly a film. Like, especially in the first act, there's so much where I'm like, "Wow, this is." Um, they're doing cinema. They're doing audiovisual storytelling here. And then there's also these like really long stretches where I feel like, "Oh, uh, it's a it's a movie. They're doing a movie." And I'm less excited about that. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean by that? You really have the opposite of Noah's reaction to that movie. <laughs> Why? What was Noah's reaction? <laughs> Noah was like, I hated the first half hour, and then it finally picked up, and I had a good time. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, that is the opposite reaction, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I love it, man. It's fun. What a classic Spider-Man story. You try to be selfish, it blows up in your face. Peter Parker, who is designed to eat shit, eat shit, and then falls on the grenade as all good spider-man stories have him do oh i had a great time it was so fun i oh i love that all the villains felt right out of their fucking movie except for Electra. you know what okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna fuck it this is this is this is this episode now we're gonna but- okay we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about toon link at some point in this episode i promise i i promise but oh my god, the fucking theater made that movie for me because it felt like I just got to yell and be excited and it was great. But one of the moments that got me that I did not expect to get me was when Electro first showed up. They did the blah, blah, blah. But I was like, oh shit, that's my enemy. <laughs> the best part of Amazing Spider-Man 2. They brought it back. I love that score. I got so excited when that happened. When Aunt May said, with great power comes great response, I literally got out of my seat. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, this this. this theater has allowed me the freedom to yell i'm gonna get up right matt murdoch showed up i love that oh my god when matt murdoch showed up i lost my fucking mind (laughs) it was so good like like they timed it so fucking like 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 hawkeye airs see episode five of hawkeye airs and they say it's kingpin kingpin's going to be in the next episode and then like that weekend Spider-Man No Way Home comes out, and Matt Murdock is in it, and you're like, okay, yeah, they established, like, the twist in Hawkeye was that the Netflix stuff is, like, canon again now, and, and how well planned, how meticulously bullshit planned this is. Toon Zelda. Um, Real quick, my favorite (laughs) is Matt Murdock is still so bad at keeping his fucking secret identity because he catches the goddamn frick. You're so bad at this, Matt. You punched the kingpin. That's how he figured out your daredevil. Oh, oh that was dope. Um, I can't believe they did that for me specifically. Also, Spider-Man is still wanted for murder. That's the perfect way to reintroduce uh, Punisher into MCU proper because Punisher's first appearance is a storyline where the Jackal hires him to kill Spider-Man because people think Spider-Man's a murderer. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. And it was Toon Link, right? I was sort of disappointed about J. Jonah Jameson. So Toon Link, um, <laughs> God fucking damn it! Welcome um, to our No Way Home spoiler cast extravaganza, featuring whoever the fuck Link. 
featuring whoever the fuck link um uh so there's a couple of different directions that we could go with the tune link oc um uh we could make a we could make it an antagonist um we could make a cutesy little side character um or we could make uh an an enemy and and honestly that's kind of the thing that i would be excited about with making tune link i would like to make like like it like an octorok like like one of the various enemies that you just encounter in your travels through the land um that's i think the thing that i would be the most interested in one of the like you kill a hundred of these it doesn't have like a like a like a proper noun name it has a common noun name i also would be interested if in the scene where they all talk about with the craziest shit they've fought they just started to make shit up because i don't like kind of the admission of like their universe stopped existing after their movies started that was weird but if like andrew garfield was just like yeah i had to deal with the jackal making clones of me and shit and Tobey Maguire was like oh yeah clones did you hang out with ben riley and andrew's like who the fuck is ben riley i had to deal with Kane. he kept giving people the mark of Kane and shit <laughs> so he's like so is there a vermin in your world did you make a deal with the devil it took me so much longer than you would expect it to have taken me to like figure out that you no, you're still talking about spider-man here <laughs> when, when toby said my back it got me it got me real good i was like ah the thing my back ah but anyways, Octoroks, am I right? Just a fucking... A fucking monster. Yeah, um... Uh, so, there's like... There's like a couple of kinds of... Of... NPC monsters... Um, that show up in the game. But like... Like... Generally, each kind of enemy... Is associated with like a weapon type. That, that like... In, in these games that is effective against that type of enemy. So, um, uh, so you've got like, like, um, uh, uh, there's, there's a, there's a boomerang, there's a whip, there's a fan, there's like a few different items and you get the items over the course of the game. And, uh, each item helps you deal with different enemy types in different ways. So one thing that we could do that could be cute, um, would be that we could start by imagining some kind of cool weapon um and we could imagine how that weapon uh uh or or tool or what have you could be used in uh the legend of zorldo toon link edition to you know solve the problems to 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 kill the enemy does that make sense are there any are there any like weapons in in zelda that you have a particular affinity for or what about a web blast a web blast that's a web cute blast. I, yeah i'm into that um, apropos of nothing else we've talked about god fucking damn it Devin, i'm breaking up with you i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry it has to be this way um I'm not. I'm not any happier about it than you are. It just. This is the way that it has to be. Um, you understand. What if? Shoot this idea down. What's like? What? Okay. What if? You get a weapon from another Nintendo game, and you make a fun 
Toon Link Monster that is a reference to another Nintendo game. So, Oh, that's cute. Apropos of nothing, let us say yeah. he gets the cross that you get in the Castlevania games, and then you get a Castlevania-inspired Toon Monster. Like Kid Dracula. Kid Dracula just shows up as a... Nah, fuck. That's, that's a different one. Just uh, Kid Dracula shows up as a secret boss in our version of a Toon Link game. But yeah, See, that's This is idea. fun because it gives you a chance to uh, talk about Castlevania, which is something that you do have things to say about because i don't know shit about castlevania so hey devin do you want to talk to me about castlevania a little bit so castlevania is fun because there are very few in the way of original monsters it's all weird different takes and interpretations of classic folklore monsters so if you go through the bestiary everything that you encounter comes from something and you can learn about like Slavic folklore, Indonesian folklore, the 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 vampire cool. that's head sprouts wings and pops off of its body that I can never remember the name of. It's from like the Philippines. Okay. Well, I'm glad it seems to have taught you a lot. Yeah, Castlevania rules. It's got a lot of fun gameplay. You can argue whether you prefer the Metroidvania style of Castlevania that has become the more dominant one, or the original straightforward progressing levels. Um, I tend to prefer the former as opposed to the latter because the way of the former incentivizes uh, utilities that you get. Like, in later Castlevania games, when you get a new item, it doesn't meaningfully impact the way you approach a fight it just takes more or less numbers away from the thing as opposed to in earlier castlevania games the upgrades you got would not only impact the the approach you would take to fighting monsters but also could impact the approach you take to negate what's the word for like jungle gym getting around navigating the world yeah yeah, Castlevania's dope. Sorry. It has some to, of the best to, sprites, some of the best music. It's fucking rules. I love you, Belmonts. All of you. Even the Belmont who was like Dracula in a Japanese schoolboy body for some reason. You're great. I just want to highlight that to get to navigate, you said Jungle Gym. I just think that's funny. I think that's a funny thing that happened. Much like the Jungle Gym, where as kids we would pretend to be Spider-Man. So anyways, back to the real main point of this podcast. Spider-Man, oh no way home, am I right? I'm gonna fucking cry. Toon Link. Well, no, because, I mean, we're on, so we're on, uh, uh, we're on, we're on, we're on Castlevania for a reason, because I, I think that's, that's a really good point. Um, uh, like, I, or, I think it was a really good idea of drawing, uh, uh, drawing like a weapon from another game and then creating a, like a like a little Toon Link enemy to be countered by that weapon. So I don't know. Talk to me about a Castlevania weapon. Well, there's the classic, the one and only, the dragon, the uh, the vampire killer, arguably the most iconic weapon from Castlevania, which is a whip. Um, and design wise, it can either just be a straightforward whip. Sometimes it's a cool chain whip but it's usually just a whip. There is the cross that has a name that I can't remember that you shoot in an arc. There's holy water. And depending on how far you go into the franchise, like once we get the Metroidvania-style Castlevanias, every weapon that exists in a D&D 
manual can exist within the game because you're grabbing scimitars and spears and short swords, long swords, flails, other weapons I can't remember the name of. And also you get to use magic. So are there any that are like particularly iconic? The the Dragon Slayer and the Cross, I think, would be the big iconic ones. Okay, so what's the Dragon Slayer? Uh, Vampire Slayer. It's a whip. You whip yeah. vampires in the face. That's a bummer because, like, uh, because like whip is already a like a like a like a thing in Zelda, right? Um, is it like a different like? Is it is there anything about the whip that separates it from? Sometimes every it's other a, whip or nah. Sometimes it's a chain whip. Um, uh, the, the the whip in Zelda does it make things explode, and then maybe those explosions could do like area of effect damage. Because sometimes the whip in Zelda does not make things explode. Does does this whip make things explode? It depends. In the anime, it does, and sometimes in games, it does. Also, you could use this whip to. You know, jump platform. Do a platforming with your whip. Oh, there absolutely already is platforming with the whip in the in the Toon Link games. They yeah. already do do that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, this is the no, thing I know whip if is, I played those whip games. Is pretty, pretty, pretty worn territory. Talk to me about the holy water. So the holy water is it? Go. It also goes in an arc, and you. Th- it's a clear jar full of holy water and you throw it and then a little bit of fire comes out of it when you hit the monsters with the holy water okay so that's um i don't know potentially something i'm um so i'm trying to i'm trying to translate that into zelda terms you throw the holy water in an arc and then when it splashes it has an effect on creatures that are there but not on the environment so, if you're throwing it in an arc, the thing that that makes me think is maybe you have, like, um, you have some kind of an enemy that, like, puts up a, a wall or a shield in front of itself, so you can't attack it from the front, so you have to lob something over it in order to, like, hit it from behind. Or, um, you have, like, a crab character, a crab enemy, who, like... This is like, a very long a sh- time to say attack the weak point for massive damage, right? Sort of. Uh, it, like... It, it puts up a... The, the character puts up a shield that is um, invulnerable to, like, normal damage, but, like, you can hit it with your... Uh, with your with your holy water because it's, like, made of organic matter. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. So here's what I'm thinking, because there are lots of headless suits of armor, and there are two specific in, like, early NES games. So you do the suit of armor with a skull Mm -hmm. for a head, and then he will grab his skull for a head and put it behind his back and put his shield up. And if you try to attack the shield, you attack your own reflection and take damage. So you must throw the holy water in an arc to hit his head that is behind his back. And that's, that's what they do in Castlevania? No, I'm just saying that for Zelda. That's just how I would uh, make it happen in a Zelda. Oh, great! If that's an if that's if that's an original concept, then I love it. I support it, and um, I think it's a I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think I do think that suit of armor 
feels on on first inspection to me um, a little bit Castlevania, which is because we're getting it from Castlevania, right? Obviously, um, but I don't know. Like, is there a way we can make it feel more Zelda e? You know, uh, and and the answer surely is yes. Surely is there? A, surely there is a way we can do that. Um, yeah. So um, this would be good if either of us could talk in depth about Legend of Zelda design principles. We've all seen that sequelitis video. Love you, Aaron. You got you got more crap than you deserved for those videos. They were really good. I have no feelings about you as a person one way or the other, Aaron, but it was a great video. I will totally give you that. Um, I don't know you, Aaron, but your your video was that was a great video. You were right about most of the things that you said in it. So I think I'm thinking of I'm thinking of if we can take the suit of armor concept and apply it to um, uh, other Zelda type fantasy cultures. There are like definitely like a few specific Zelda cultures that like exist in the canon. You know, you've got your Gorons um, uh, and what have you. I can't um, wait to smash some Dodongos. Right, exactly. Um, but you also have the DS games again do a lot of like we're gonna make some new creatures. You've got like the there's like these dudes in the snow. Um, uh, who are, like, fully unique and original to the DS games. What if it's um, a fiery? Like, from, like, from Labyrinth? Yes, because they take their heads off. They take their heads off. You know what? Yeah, fuck it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a numbers, we have a, we have a little culture of numbers filed off fireys. One of them is, what, it's like, it's a, it's a suit of armor? What is... What... For the fireys? What is what is the equivalent? What is the equivalent? What if instead... Um, I'm thinking about them attacking... You, you attacking your mirror image in the mirror of the shield because I'm obsessed with that idea and I want to figure out how to make it happen. Um, okay, so how's this? They are... Um, they're, they're like elemental people. And in addition to being, like, fire, they also have, like, a relationship with water. And that's the whole area that, that, that they live in, is it's, like, little fire-slash-water puzzles. And that ties into you getting holy water as a weapon, um, uh, is you have this, this, you have this water weapon, um, and you have, um, uh, you have these fire slash water elemental people who can take off their little fire heads, um, and uh, when they get in position to attack you, they raise um, instead of like a like a like a literal shield of metal, it's like a shield of water, but there's still like a reflection, so you still like have you can still do the thing where you like like bump into yourself and go and and deal damage to yourself, um, and then. That explains why, like, having water, it doesn't even need to be holy water. Um, just having water, you can uh, hit their... You can hit their firehead for extra damage. And, uh... uh you fucking get to, get to strip away the, the, like, the weird holy connotations that we don't necessarily want to have in our Zelda game. 
Does that all make sense? Does any of the things that I just said there make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. We are doing exegesis in our Legend of Zelda. Yeah, so, I mean, I am going to uh, be very cool and smart and uh, and definitely not have to Google the word exegesis. Oh, uh, it's, 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 it it's a good um, thing we didn't do the Midnight Mass episode, because that was going to start with me being like, so, Amber, you went to college. You're familiar with exegesis, correct? I'm totally not familiar with exegesis. I'm so sorry. I'm not smart. That's fine. Exege- it's exegesis and eisegesis, and I forget which is which, but I'm pretty sure exegesis is the one I, always, I usually think of. But it is approaching a text with preconceived notions, and usually it's something that comes up within religious studies classes. So, like, an example... Yeah, see, I only took a couple of those, so... Yeah, so, like, an example would be all of Wisecrack's philosophy videos, where I think you... You guys had a bit of philosophy you wanted to talk about, and then tangentially relate it to media, so you suit the media to meet the thing you want to say. And I don't think that's a bad that's video. Totally and track, I, yeah. exegesis isn't necessarily bad, but there are more negative connotations to it when you're doing a religious studies class. I um, it's it it would be really so. You know, my, my, my girlfriend's very into Judaism, right? And so um, it would be really embarrassing uh, when she, like, listens to this and hears that I, that I don't know what exegesis is, um, uh, except that she, of course, um, uh, uh, does not listen to the podcast. So we'll never know. Oh, that is the saving grace. I fucking... <laughs> Two friends were talking to me about the podcast today, and I was... And I... I realized, I was like, I'm not going to talk to you guys about it, because you don't fucking listen. So stop asking me. <laughs> I, uh, it's so weird when people do listen. I mean, I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, uh, and it's weird, like, the longer it goes on, the more, like, the more, like, like, sometimes people do listen to it. Like, it does come up. It's very odd. Um, just, like, feels wrong spiritually somehow sometimes. It's like, funny why are you doing that? All of the groups of friends I hung out with over the course of the week, none of them had listened to a single episode. <laughs> but then <laughs> my old boss called me and he was like, hey, I'm subbed to your podcast. I listen every week. It's a fun time. And I'm like, how the... Right? Why are my actual right. friends listening? You're friends with me. <laughs> we had, we had, we had Reggie on the other week and it was like, it was like they told us that they listened to the podcast and we were both like, oh shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Um, cool. Do we want to come up with? It feels like we already have like a basic look and everything for this uh, for this for this type of enemy. Um, uh, why are they bad guys? It seems like we have a little a little culture here that exists. A little group of a little group of guys. Um, why would you need to fight some of them? Well, you see, they're literal hotheads, and you teamed up with the nice water sprite because there's like a there's like a Spyro too interconnected world. So like the hotheads are coming to the little water place and making a mess of it, and you have to unite the people through puzzles and occasional violence. Yeah, all right, that's about all the justification that I think I need, honestly. Um. We should have a name for them. Rock Sock. A Flip Florp. A Gooblies. A Gobblies. A Snoodlies. A Doodlies. 
of Friggly Fraggles. I'm just doing Professor Bug. I'm hi everyone. Remember Cracked? Remember Cracked Video? Remember Doctor Mister Bug? No, I have no idea what the fuck you're doing right now. I do kind of want to see how long you can go for though. What? Just being like, remember Cracked? Or no, just doing being a like Flugly Gloogly, <laughs> a Flopsy Gorgle, a Shoofty Doobles, a Randesnatch, a Babbledy Gorgon. A snip snap. Okay, I think I'm out. I love you. You're having so much fun, and I love that about you. Um, uh... Whoa! Pop rocks! Oh my god! Hey, Chip, how's it going? High five me, bro! (laughs) Chip! Okay, wait, say a couple... There were actually a couple of those names that I kind of liked, but I've lost them now. (laughs) And I don't remember Do it again, do it again. I'll come up with one. A goobledy doobel, a snoofle, no. a florful, a fliffniffle, a rendersnatch, a no. gumble tumble, no, a florful, a garful, a garful. Inside the universe is made of wobblies, and within the tiny wobblies exist snoofle doofles and you're saying so many there were like some that i liked and now i'm like shit what are the ones that i said that i liked what were those ones and within the snoofle doofles he's rapid fired so many a wombo it was thromble stop making some more news references we watch other shows please believe us that we watch other shows there's no i'm that's i'm still i'm i'm specifically now doing the dr bug voice But you said Wormbo. What's well, a Wormbo? Explain Wormbo to the listeners, Amber. Wormbo is a puppet on famous podcast Some More News. That's it. Um, uh, it's a recurring puppet character. Doctor Mister Why are you saying mean things about your friend? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I... (laughs) Oh, I keep derailing us with nonsense. So, the Thrombles, do we want to each give them one other thing? It was a cute (laughs) little episode. Nothing really accomplished during this one, and that's fine. Yeah, one thing for the Florbles. Okay, okay. I want them to, like... To, like, ostensibly only speak in rhyme, um, but they're really bad at it and they forget to do it all the time. But, like, you can always tell that they, like, that they, like, think of themselves as always speaking in in rhyme. Like, it's a thing that they're like, yeah, no, I always, we, we always speak in rhyme. Um, uh, <laughs> all of the instances. Um, I mean, time, shit. Uh, but they wouldn't say shit, you know? I want... Because mine was going to be something like that, so I'm just going to piggyback off yous. And the reason their rhymes are weird is because they're strange Japanese puns that cannot be translated into English. Ooh, and so when really you get good. this weird-ass dialogue and you go to the wiki and it's like, yeah, it's because they, they just can't translate. Just we don't have the words for it. So it's real funky dialogue. That's good as hell. Cool. And those are uh, the thrombles. The Florfuldy Gorgies. No, it's not. They're not. They're not Florfuldy Gorgies. Don't don't listen to him. It's not. That's the not what it is. 
The Schnuflargans. Stop it. The Fivshiv Defer. Um, I guess that's I guess that's the episode about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. That was our episode on Spider-Man No Way Home. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, uh, uh, Castlevania, <laughs> Warmbo, Spider-Man featuring whoever the fuck Green Hat Boy. This has been Original Podcast Do Not Steal. Um, my name has been Amber Autumn. She, her. I've been Prince Devin. Remember when motherfucking who's the guy Ridley Scott? Remember when Ridley Scott made Legend and he was like, "What if I? What if? What if we made? Boy, what if we? What if we made Tom Cruise green? Let's try to make Tom Cruise green." And then they're like, "That's fucking stupid. I don't want to do that." And he's like, "All right, you're right. That was a stupid idea. Let's not make Tom Cruise green." Devin, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I, I often think of Legend as, like, the perfect live-action Legend of Zelda movie, and then Laika made Kubo and the Two Strings, and I was like, oh, okay, we never need to actually make a Legend of Zelda movie. Here's the perfect one. It's called Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, the, uh, the music for this podcast um, is by Kyle Alicia, whose music you can find at therealragnarok.bandcamp.com. Um, join us next week when Devin will try to get us to do an episode on professional wrestling, but instead... Devin, what are we going to do an episode on? Oh, glad you asked. We're going to be talking about the D&D AU, where it's a high school drama. Wait, like... Like a like an AU of our D&D characters? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, that's going to be <laughs> the most self-indulgent one that we've ever done. And we have done some self-indulgent episodes. Well... <laughs> Join That's us for that one, I guess, if you want to. I was fucking monetize friendship, have form a parasocial relationship with us. Good job. Please Good job, be babe. invested in the, I'm so the, going, of the goings of our lives and things. Okay. Uh, uh, sign up on the Patreon. Closer. Bye. To give us money, you can vote on the Patreon for an episode you do, and if you give us extra money, you can jump the line in the queue. So, like, if you're just in the line, you're in the line, but you can jump the line in the queue for the episode you made us do. And that's, uh, that's all of us on the Patreon. Uh, follow it. I also have a Cash App. I also have a Venmo. I think I have Twitter Blue. Does anyone actually have Twitter Blue? I don't think anyone uses Twitter Blue. Twitter Blue is kind of like the NFTs of Twitter. Amber, did you see the Red Ape cartoon? The uh, the NFT-inspired cartoon about the Red Ape family who have to escape Earth on the Musquan is fucking terrible. It was significantly worse than this podcast, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> okay, bye! <laughs> bye! <laughs> <laughs>